let the children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come children come. Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up, but let's get today's program started by singing praises to our awesome God. Humba, humba, see ya, humba, humba, see ya, humba, kayenba, 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 see ya, humba. Marching in the light of God. We are marching, we are marching, we are marching, we are marching, we are marching in the light of God. See a humbaku kayen quenko. See a humbaku kayen quenko.
This is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. 1 John 3:23. You, God promises to uphold me. sure makes your heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible and Living Sound. Although he was brokenhearted because God would not permit him to enter Canaan, Moses did not allow his disappointment to interfere with the task of leading the people of Israel toward the promised land. To reach Canaan from Kadesh, where they now were, the Hebrews would have to pass through Edom, 
Accordingly, Moses sent messengers to the king of that country. Uh, we bring you greetings, O king, from Moses and the people of Israel. Such greetings give me pleasure, especially since your people and mine have common ancestors. What business brings you to our court? You have no doubt heard, O king, of the troubles which have befallen the people of Israel. You will have been told how the king of Egypt enslaved us and how we labored in bondage with the whip and sword constantly over us. You will have learned how Moses came to us from Midian and how he and his brother Aaron besought Pharaoh to let us depart from the land yes, of yes, Egypt. Yes, 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 we know these things. But what is your business? Oh, well, you know then how the Lord delivered us from bondage and how under the leadership of Moses we have wandered in the wilderness these 40 years. To business, to business. We are now encamped at Kadesh and we pray that you will grant us permission to pass through your kingdom on our way to Canaan. Pass through Edom? Mm-hmm. Uh, we will not pass through the fields or the vineyards, neither will we drink of the water of the wells. We will go by the king's highway. We will not turn to the right hand nor to the left until we have passed your borders. How many men are there among you? Uh, Six hundred thousand. Uh, and women and children, too. And cattle? Yes, cattle and sheep as well. They will want water. A lot of water. If we and our cattle drink your water, then we will pay for it. There are too many of you. You cannot pass through our kingdom. <laughs> And the king of Edom gathered together his army to prevent the people of Israel from passing through his country. Whereupon Moses led his people around Edom and journeyed thus to Mount Hor. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Moses in Mount Hor. Moses, listen to my voice. Angel, I am here. The time has come for Aaron to die. For he shall not enter into the land which I have given unto the children of Israel. Therefore take Aaron and Eleazar his son, and bring them up unto Mount Hor. It shall be as the Lord desires. Well, brother, this is a very sad day for us all. I am old, Moses. Death holds little terror for me. Even so, it is a bitter thing to part. You are very dear and close to me, Aaron, especially since Miriam died. I've never said this to you, Moses, but I believe that as history unfurls over the coming centuries, you will take your place as one of the great men, not only of our people, but of all people everywhere. Now, Aaron... I really mean it. Oh, there will be other great men, kings and captains, philosophers and lawgivers, but you are in some measure all of these, and a prophet besides. Whatever power there is in me, whatever success I have had... God gave it to me. <sighs> what a wonderful day it was. The day we met on your return for Midian. Yes, yes, we have come a long way since then. Oh, it's, it's no use, Moses. It's time to go. 
help me on with my vestments? Oh, they feel so heavy today. So heavy. is steep. I, I must rest a while, brother. Yes, yes, here. Sit on this rock. Ah, yes. How small the camp looks from up here. To think that I'm never going to walk among our people again. I feel faint. I, I can go no further. Eliezer. Yes, Father. Kneel down by my side so that I may bless you. I feel so weary. Uh, Moses, help me. Take my robes, the effort in the breastplate, and put them on Eliezer. Eliezer, you have been a a good son. You will be high priest in my place. Love God. Honor him. Father. Father, speak to me. <laughs> and Moses and Eliezer came down from the mount. And when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead... They mourned 30 days, even all the house of Israel. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to add these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0211. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
love recess. I also love eating lunch under this tree with all my friends. And since all my friends are busy doing something else, I'll just have to eat lunch with you. Oh, you're very kind. Let me ask you a question. You and I are trying to be healthy, right? Right. We exercise, drink water, get eight hours of sleep at night, and breathe as much fresh air as we can, right? Right. What about our food? How do I know if my mom packed me a healthy lunch? I mean, she loves me and would never do anything to make me sick, but maybe she doesn't know how to make healthy lunches. Well, she can do what my mom does. What? My mom uses the Bible to decide what I should eat. Your mom packs you lots of loaves and fishes? <laughs> no. She told me that when God made this world, he created just what everybody needed to be healthy. Adam, Eve, the animals, everybody ate the same things. Really? What did they eat? Oh, fruits, grains, nuts, seeds, and mangoes. I love mangoes. It's all right there in Genesis. So if we eat what God created for us to eat, we will be healthy? As healthy as we can be, I guess. I mean, God knew what we needed. It makes sense that he put good things in nature for us to eat. Well, let me see what my mom packed for me. Lettuce and tomato sandwich and whole wheat bread, some carrot sticks, an apple, and for dessert, homemade cookies with nuts in them. Hey, I think my mom did a pretty good job. God would be proud. God has given us everything we need to be healthy inside and out. During Creation Week, He established a health plan for every creature on earth. To learn more about healthy living and about the God who created us all, go to kidsbibleinfo.com. That's kidsbibleinfo.com. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. Boys and girls, this is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 2, Whitewater. Just after dawn the next morning, the kids awoke to a loud banging. Maria stuck her head through the tent flap and saw Jake beating a wooden spoon on the bottom of a large metal bowl. Rise and shine, he bellowed. Breakfast is ready. Come and get it. While they ate, Jake introduced the kids to Jeff, who was a tall young man with curly blonde hair and a big grin. He's my crew, Jake explained. He comes up from college to help out during the summer. After the bus was loaded, everyone climbed into the ugly-looking bus, and Jeff drove them several miles farther into the mountains. When they got out of the bus about two hours later, Jeff and Jake passed out wetsuits and helmets to everyone. The wetsuits were different colors. You've got to be dressed right for the occasion, Jake said. Put this here stuff on and see how it fits. The water's like ice. These rubber suits will help to keep you warm and dry when we get on the river. The helmets will keep your head in one piece in case you fall in and take a swim through the rocks. It took some time for the kids to struggle into the tight, heavy rubber outfits with long sleeves and long legs, plus strap on their bright red helmets. Hey, Chris, you look like a blue lizard in your wetsuit, Willie laughed as he guided his wheelchair over the pine needles. Then you're a green one, Chris replied. Now that you all look so colorful, Jake said, here's something else to add to your outfits. He and Jeff passed out orange life jackets. When everyone was outfitted correctly, Jake led the way to the river. A huge bright blue raft was tied up to a small dock. It looked like an oversized air mattress with big sides on it. The heavy rubber boat had handles all around it and storage chests inside. 
You can sit on the chests and hang onto the ropes, or you can sit on the floor and hang onto the handles, Jake said as he tied Willie's wheelchair to the back of one of the big boxes. But you must hang on at all times. Okay, Jeff called out. Everybody on board for rafting on Rattlesnake River. As the group climbed into the boat, Maria watched Chris settling down with the other boys. She felt very sad and upset. Then she sat between Jenny and Dee Dee. Now, Jake said, I have a speech to make, so listen up. Where you're sitting now is where you're going to stay until we dock downriver. You can't stand up and move around in a raft. Just sit in one place and hang on tight. Maria watched Chris as he got a tight hold on the handles and wiggled excitedly. I want to have fun, too, but how can I, she thought. Jeff started the small motor and guided the big raft out into the center of the river. In the strong river current, the raft picked up speed. Jenny laughed and grabbed Maria's arm as the raft entered a small rapid. Maria felt the raft rise and fall gently as it went over rocks way down under the water. Here we go, Jeff yelled as the raft picked up more speed. Big boulders stuck out of the water just ahead. The raft swept between two of them. Then it dipped way down until the water seemed way above them on all sides. The shoebox kids yelled and screamed, enjoying the thrill. Suddenly, it felt like a giant hand jerked the raft out of the hole and set it on top of the water again. Down went the raft a second later, then up again. Maria thought the raft would break in two the way it bent and twisted. Without warning, a wave of water bounced off a wall of rocks and splashed back over the front of the raft. Ooh, that's cold, Sammy yelled, wiping the water out of his eyes. Here it comes again, Chris called. He ducked his head as the water hit him in the face. Hey, Willie, did you get wet too? Sure did. This is rad. Once again, the raft plunged and twisted between the rocks and down into a hole in the river. As the water threw the raft back up, it yanked the raft around so it was going backwards. As Jeff worked to turn the raft, the kids heard Jake calling to him. Go straight for that rock wall and turn when I say. Jeff got the raft turned around and headed straight toward the high rock wall at the next bend. We'll crash, Maria yelled. No, we won't, Jake said. Just hang on tight. As another wave of water splashed over the front of the raft, Jake bellowed, Turn now! Keep left! The raft rocked once and then swerved to the left of two boulders and plunged down a three-foot waterfall. Maria thought her heart was stuck in her throat. Above her own shouting, she heard the others squealing and screaming. Even Mrs. Shue was screaming as the raft rose from the deep hole to the top of the water again. Then it was all over. The raft leveled out, and the water was so calm you could see the sand and pebbles on the bottom of the river. Wow, that was fun, Maria said. It was scary, too, Willie said. Hey, I'm thirsty. May I have a drink, please? Anybody else want a drink? Mr. Teller asked. I'm sitting on the storage box, and I can pass the canteens around. Better wait a few minutes, Jake said. Just around the next bend are some more of them big rocks. Three minutes later, the raft rounded the bend and they could see the water splashing over the rocks ahead. Cool, Chris said with a laugh. He grabbed the handles tighter and shouted, Here we go! The raft plunged into the rapids again. The rocks weren't so big this time, but they made a wild ride. The shoebox kids held on tight and yelled above the noise. This is like a roller coaster, Sammy hollered. Isn't it neat? Dee Dee called to Willie. Yeah, it's rad, Willie yelled back. He screeched just as another wall of water hit him. You just got soaked, Chris laughed. I was already soaked. I didn't need it again, Willie said as he wiped the water out of his eyes. Then, just as suddenly as before, the river seemed to lie down and sleep. 
they could see a long way ahead. The water was smooth and flat. Everyone got a drink of water while the raft floated along silently. The water is so calm right here, Mrs. Shue said softly. Why don't we look around and see if we can find something interesting? You'll need to be very quiet, Jeff said in a low voice. What's that? Dee Dee whispered a minute later, pointing toward the bushes at the river's edge. From underneath the branches, small black eyes stared at them. Looks like he's wearing a black mask over his eyes, Sammy whispered back. Is that a raccoon? Maria asked. Yeah, Chris said softly. Remember our nature book at home? There's a picture of one in it. You think you know everything, Maria hissed, knowing as she spoke that it was unfair. Chris raised his eyebrows but said nothing. Hey, there's a deer, Willie pointed to the opposite bank. Oh, look, she's got a baby. Two, Dee Dee squealed. Shh, the others reminded. Sorry, Dee Dee whispered, but aren't they cute? Who, who's that? Jenny stammered. She was staring at the bank ahead where the river turned. I don't see anything, Maria said. There's nothing there. What's the matter? Right by that great big tree. Yeah, I see something. It's a man, Chris exclaimed softly. The kids looked in silence at the man half hidden in the trees and shadows. In his dark brown clothes, he looked like a tree trunk. The wide brim of his brown hat hid his eyes. His jacket had fringes down the sleeves. He stood still, watching as the raft floated by. Hey, where'd the mountain man go? Willie asked. He disappeared, Chris said with surprise. It's like he wasn't there at all, Sammy added. What's he doing way out here? Dee Dee wanted to know. He looked like a mean man, Jenny said. Yeah, maybe he's a bank robber who escaped, Chris said, trying to make his voice sound creepy. He probably needs some hostages. Stop it, Chris, Maria snapped. Don't tell lies and don't try to scare people all the time. Yet, as the raft floated on down toward the next rapids, they all looked back at the big tree. No one noticed the smile on Jake's face. heard today is a chapter of the shoebox kids book 11 rattlesnake river adventure written by sandy zog edited and created by jerry d thomas and used with permission from the pacific press publishing association if you're interested in any other books published by the seventh day adventist church please visit adventistbookcenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955 This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy, foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.